Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And now I got a cat. <laughs> That's Purnell. Literally. And the cat just jumped on him. I am Purnell. This is correct. Uh, the, the door is usually closed every week that we listen to awesome video game music. Um, not just to leave the, get the cat out, but just for acoustics. But we left the door open and <laughs> we got to watch out because he's going to knock everything down. Or should I take him down? Um, if he jumps on the speaker, but if you just want to like, like cuddle him for it. a while, I'll take over. <laughs> this is awesome radio. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, every week we listen, to, we listen to awesome video game music across every generation, every console. It doesn't matter if we, if we just pick a topic and we just pick the tracks that we like. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is we might have to pause because this is very distracting. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna keep going. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So this week is seven uh, eight. Last week was seven seven, which was going to be lucky sevens. Seven seven seven, and we were gonna do all like lucky gambling casino or just like lucky type music. Um, but then we didn't. And Mother because, Nature had other plans. And um, me just being totally unprepared had other plans, too. <laughs> that is also true. But you've been a busy guy. I mean, you're doing some home reconstruction. Yeah, I've got some things going on. Sleeping. Sleeping is important. Sleep is important. I am training for a marathon. That's that's taking a lot of time. This is true. And you was training for this marathon during the colder days, too, which oh, is God. mind-boggling to me. I, yeah. 20 degrees running is the worst. But, you know, you got to do it. All right. All right, now I've got the cat <laughs> before he steps on the keyboard. Um, all right, so how about this? How about we start with some music and then we talk about other stuff? That sounds good to me because we need some cat prep time here. All right. um, so it's uh, 7 8, even. So I'm starting this off. Get on it, Steven. All right, I'm starting off with a classic. You know, you can't have a lucky, lucky sevens episode without some Casino Night Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh man, he was ready to go. But I, I'm playing the two-player version of the song, which is like the race. So you play versus mode. Um, you can only pick from I think it was like three or four different stages. Mystic Cave, Casino Night, Green Hill Zone. Yeah, and there's one other. There was one other one. Right I can't. Now. I can never remember it. But um, but yeah, it's the Casino Night Zone for two-player for the Sega Genesis, composed by Masato Nakamura. You are listening to Casino Night Zone for two-player versus mode from the game Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for the Sega Genesis, composed by Masato Nakamura. And this song is just a banger. I love that bass line. It's like Bootsy Collins bass. It kind of surprised me for a second, though, because when you said it, that you're going to do Casino Night, my initial impression was that you were going to do the one-player version because that's the iconic, everybody knows it. Yeah, it's classic. I mean, it's super, super classic. And it's it's got more of like a carnival vibe, I think. And I really love this, this, this like, stankin', like, 
dirty, like, like the, so, walking around, stomping my feet bass line. I love it. So what you're saying is that this song encapsulates the true sense of being in a casino. The dirty, <laughs> grimy sensation of mortgage of playing your mortgage payment away. Yeah, walking past like a group of senior citizens, like playing penny slots. That's right. Gotta get that money. Oh, Gotta man. get those nickels. Oh, but no, this is like this is like some P funk right here. Hey, honestly, I played two player mode a fair bit, but it was, my brother and I really didn't get into it until the third game came out. But mm. Sonic or Tails? Oh, Tails, of course. Yeah, me Though too. at this game, if I remember correctly, <laughs> Tails couldn't fly. No. I mean, he could fly in the background, like on the one-player one move, but in right, two-player, he couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't. Yeah, it was just a straight-up straight up race. Yeah, but nonetheless, Tails was definitely the better of the two characters. And uh, I totally did not, as a result, I thought I wouldn't remember this track, but the moment it kicked in, oh, yeah, yeah. it started coming right back to me. So I played this game so much when I was younger. Um, we had a Sega Genesis, didn't have like a Super Nintendo or anything like that. So this is what we played all the time. And I would get to the Casino Night Zone, and I would just play. I would go into that. There was a section with a slot machine in the center that you jumped into, and um, the little numbers would fly around. And if you hit all the numbers or all the rings or whatever, like you get like 300 coins, which is super helpful. You oh, get, which is like all these extra lives. It was so cool. You think what, was it maybe the seven seven seven? Because there was a lucky seven yeah, on that roulette. That's what on it was. that slot machine. I mean, yeah, there's like a couple slot machines in that area, but they're hard to hit. Um, and then if, if you got all Robotniks, then um, you would lose all your coins. Yeah, because instead of calm rings coming in, you'd get mines. Right. I think you would actually die. Just like at a real casino. Yeah, just like at a real casino. <laughs> Robotnik would come in and just beat you down. That's right. But no, I, I played it. I would just do it over and over and over again until the time ran out. Like right before the time would run out, I would, I would finish the stage. That's actually quite a bit of finesse there when you think about it because the slot machine was not, at the, none of them for that matter were at the end of the stage. No. So if yeah. you're playing that, I played this game a lot. Like I just, I, I knew every in and out of this of this game. This, this was this, and then um the uh, the two player mode because my brother and my sister. I was mainly I think my sister. We would um play the two player mode all the time, and we got really good at it. What's your favorite zone in the game? If you can remember. Oh man, actually I played this I think last year because I wanted to play through it again, thinking that I had never beaten it. Like I actually had gotten through the whole game as much as I played it. But I was thinking of Sonic Three. Um, so I think my favorite zone is gotta be the um, this the oil slick zone. Oh, oil ocean. Oil ocean. Oh, so cool. It's so I love how colorful it is. There's all these different paths and like hidden areas. Oil slides. Oh, yeah, it's so cool. I, I, that's my favorite. What's yours? It's a hard sell, but I'm thinking it's going somewhere between Metropolis Zone and the Aquatic Ruins. I know water stage. No yeah, one no, knows Aquatic that. Aquatic Ruins but- is cool. Yeah, yeah, it had good music. And, and um, when you get the air bubble, he goes, whoop, whoop. That's right. And even though it was an underwater stage, you surprisingly didn't have to spend a great deal of time in the water. That's true. So uh, uh, while, while we're on the subject, while we're listening to Genesis music, I should give a shout out to John for his correction. Oh. on Yeah, I, I made a mistake on the Shoot'em Ups episode about what the sound chip for the Genesis was. Dude, what was it? It's a 2612. I think I said it was the 2150 or something like that. Yeah. Well, easy mistake. Honestly, my philosophy is like... Yeah, it's a bunch it, of numbers. Yeah, that's where I'm like, what's the they use? Shippy. Like, yeah. <laughs> it worked. It's yeah. awesome. You know, six channels of FM synth goodness. Yeah, buddy. That might have to be an episode topic one day, too, though. That'll be where I struggle. <laughs> You'll probably be the champ. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's all music to me. Good music, but... Music. So what, what's your first pick? Let's see. Well, I'm going to propose a topic question first. All right. All right. It's giving away what I have here, but I could either do two tracks from my roster that involve Mario Brothers or just one that involves a Mario game, and then the other would be from a different game. Oh, so do um, yeah, change it up. So do one that's not Mario. Okay. In that case, the first one I'm going to pick is from Mario. So in your face. Um, and that is going to be surprisingly not the uh, Mario, the one you probably would have expected me to choose, but instead Mario Party 3. Oh, okay. That's a great, great idea. I can't believe I didn't think of Mario Party. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. And the actual song title is Good Luck with an exclamation <laughs> point. Uh, and Perfect. that is composed by Ichiro Shimakura. Thank you. 
To this fantastic tune. That's a feel-good track, man. Yes, it yeah, is. Totally. <laughs> it is a feel-good track for a game that will ultimately end up with one of the players killing the other three. Yeah, I've never played a friendly game of Mario Party ever. Especially if I'm in the room, because <laughs> no. I'll make sure you're unhappy about it. Maybe that's why I can't find the people to play with me. But this that's track... That's why I'm all alone. <laughs> so alone. The game track was called Good Luck from the game Mario Party 3, composed by Ichiro Shimakura. Now, this was a track that I chose, especially hoping that our friend Brian Pitt would appreciate this track. Oh. Because why wouldn't he? This is a track that speaks to him in every sense of the word. Fun, <laughs> adventure, party. Roll the dice just for good luck. Who, who is this track good for? Brian Pitt. <laughs> that was just cheating. But um, basically, thank you, Brian Pitt, for looking out and sending us a small hit on the Patreon because, yeah, we do this for fun. But every once in a while, you'd be surprised. Cash does come out the pocket to do it. Um, and as a result, you know, anything helps to, so that we can keep presenting this to you guys and thereby giving ourselves a bit of fun and hopefully giving you more fun in listening to the show. Right. And if more people could be as generous as... What's that guy's name again? Oh, Brian Pitt, man, oh. come on. <laughs> it's just terrible over there. So uh, hit, hit, go, go to, go to patreon.com slash pixels and you'll you'll understand what we're doing. We have some really silly uh, goals. And that which reminds me, I'll bring that up at the, at the end of the episode. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Mario Party 3 is probably my favorite of the Mario Party games in the series, hands down. Even uh, even though they're up to a total of like what twelve or thirteen different releases, there's a lot of them, yeah. But th- 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 this is where it started, right? In sixty four. In sixty four, it came out came out of nowhere. Honestly, it was just a game on the shelf when I went to get something completely unrelated to it, and I was like, a party with Mario in a dice block. Well, I'll try this out and see what it's like, and then it resulted in me having many uh, volatile a volatile battle sequence take place in my dorm room. And then the series came home to Delaware with me, where it continued to start many a brawl. And then sometime around like the fifth or sixth game, the play just kind of trickled off. Like I kept buying the games, but the actual event of playing them just didn't happen anymore. Until, of course, Mario Party DS, which meant that people could play it on the go, and it suddenly became a lot more fervent again. Yeah, and they also had the, the single card play, right? Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah. So no investment from everyone else, much <laughs> investment from me. But at the end of the day, I got the playtime I wanted, which was all that truly mattered. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I mean, you play Mario Party against the computer, but it's more fun to play with people. Yes, it Definitely, is. Definitely, yeah. And also, it lets you feel a little bit more boisterous when that good luck kicks in, because as is the topic of our show, there's a lot of gambling in this game. There's a lot of luck of the oh. dice going on in this game. Like, by the end of it, I'm just yelling, like, this game is all luck. If, But then I'm also yelling at the same time, if this game is all luck and RNG, then why is Purnell beating everybody so bad so consistently? There's a secret. I'll never tell, but... <laughs> Yeah, that is kind of funny and true. Like, I have... Oh, it is kind of funny that it's win all the time. Well, I don't try to. Well, I do in the sense of playing a game, but 
I mean, people will collude against me to lose, and I still win. Yeah, it's, that's the funniest part. Maybe I'll work against you. People will we'll start a match, and We're everyone will just say, you. "Stop <laughs> fighting each other!" And just all attack Prino. Even if I'm losing, they'll still attack me directly. Even if it's like a team battle where it's two on two, and the person's on your team, they throw the throw, match. They're throwing the match. They throw the match. I'll just and drive I, the car off into the cliff, and then. You know, drop the ice bucket of water where it shouldn't go. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm able to appeal to the greed. Like, look, I know you just want to screw me over badly, but you're losing money too here, and there's a star right around the corner. Yeah, but then, 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 then by the end of the game, we start to resent you for it. Oh yeah, but that that's the, that's what silver having a silver tongue is all about. And then Pranal was eventually allowed back into my home. This is yes. It took a lot of <laughs> a lot of dishes, a lot of dishes. And that I broke and then replaced. And it. so, <laughs> if you want to keep hearing this podcast every week, we can never play Mario Party. That is true. <laughs> That's another reason why I'm so lonely at the Mario Parties. All right, I'm going to switch things up a little bit. I am going into a Super Nintendo game. This is a game called Super Caesar's Palace. So, a game that's just straight up... Salads? Gambling. With salads. <laughs> salads. It's a super salad. Mm. It's like cooking mama. <laughs> better than <laughs> mama. <laughs> you lost it all at backgammon, just like mama. Better than blackjack. <laughs> anyway, this is called Las Vegas is my lady! Exclamation point. I need to play this game, clearly. Yeah. Super Caesar's Palace for the Super Nintendo. The uh, game is composed by Tommy Tallarico and Steve Hennepin. Hey. funky little number is called Las Vegas is my lady from the game Super Caesar's Palace for the Super Nintendo by Super Tommy Tallarico and Super Steve Hennepin superheroes now <laughs> this is they are flying through the air dropping funk bombs on every city like a superhero should but especially this city super super funk superhero hmm. Hmm. so hmm. i've hmm. never played this game before i think i've played the uh caesar's palace on the genesis because my brother was really into like poker and blackjack and stuff like that so i'm trying to think like do you perceive this as being a game where it was like choose your casino game and you played it yeah or did you, oh okay. yeah, yeah it's definitely like you you have so much money and i guess like the end game is like buy out the house oh, okay i can yeah. appreciate that no no, no no we used to play um it was for the playstation it was like a like a poker like a like a like a grandmaster poker type thing poker tournament you know the funny thing about me in games that involved casinos i had a hard time playing casino-esque games if the entire game was the casino have you ever gambled at a casino? Oh God, yes. It's it, oh yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. It's the it's the worst thing for me to ever do. Um, I've gambled t- at least three times in my life at different casinos. So, um, bachelor party and birthday parties typically. Okay, so, um, what was the what was the game that 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 drew you in? Um, honestly, I just like the idea of pulling the lever and craps and. <laughs> I had a false impression of what it was like to play blackjack and poker at a casino. Yeah. So I came in. The funny thing, actually, I should tell this story. This is worth talking about. Okay. So right, yeah. my first, first time was at a casino in Detroit, Motor City Casino. Oh, and cool. uh, went in, played blackjack, 
and lost twenty dollars and within like two hands. All right. Being me, a cheapskate, <laughs> I had a heart attack because twenty dollars <laughs> is a lot of money. Yeah, twenty. To me. It, that's that, that is money, man. Oh, I, I'm yeah. the same way. Sure. So what ends up happening is. I do the Facebook thing. Okay. God, I lost all this money. How do I get it back? How do I do? So I went and played like a little bit more games and lost more money. That was up to like 70 bucks in the hole. Oh, jeez. And when I went back to Facebook, a friend of mine had sent me a PM. And this friend of mine is a very, he does some weird stuff with his time, but Brain-wise, he's a genius. He's a math genius. He's a math, he got a, pretty much a master's in math, mathematics. Okay, yeah. And he said, this may sound corny, but I propose you work on the odds. Play games that are in your odds, regardless of what the payout would be. Because ultimately, as long as you're patient, you're going to get your money back. And it's your best bet of making your return. Uh-oh. So he suggested going to the craps table and playing no fours. Which, at the time, I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> but it literally just means betting that nothing like a four doesn't get rolled after like a seven. Were you rolling or was somebody else rolling? Other people rolled. Okay. So I proceeded to walk up to the craps table. This is some great music for the story, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can dig it. So you're walking to the craps table. Well, more like stalking to the craps table. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get there and I proceed to violate every rule in the casino. <laughs> oh, no. What like, happened? Well, you're not supposed to put your hand on the table, which I did. And the you're not supposed to punch off. people out. Oh, no. None of that. But like, uh, You're not I, supposed to throw up on the table. <laughs> I put my chips down. They told you don't do that. We do that. Okay. The guy got on my case about. Well, you're that. like you're a newbie. I mean, like, and I was like, how do I bet no fours? And he goes, what? I was like, how do you bet no fours? He said, I'll put your chips here. So he puts the chips down. Okay. And. This it was like a very colorful cast of characters at this table. You had the guy with the fur coat and women on his shoulders. You had the guy who was clearly betting money he did not have to be playing that game. Oh man! You had a couple of like casuals just hanging out. Hey, I'm at the casino. Okay. And I just you had the one chain smoker. And then 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 you. And then there was me, the guy who was wearing jeans, a t-shirt, and didn't know the game he was playing at all. So <laughs> just at the at the advice of his mathematician friend. Yes, and because uh, surprisingly enough. I won all of my money back and then some over the course of about two hours. Oh, wow. And just being patient. Just being patient and letting the dice get rolled. And you would find me doing things like, oh, my God, I won again? (laughs) How do I keep playing? (laughs) I'll reach for the chips. You can't touch the chips, sir. I'll give you the chips back. (laughs) And then, of course, the guy with the fur coat was looking at me like, what the hell's with this guy? Like, I was clearly... Not welcome at that table, <laughs> but I didn't care, right? Because I was all about getting my returns. So by the end of that night, I came out there with about three hundred dollars. So did you walk away with it? Oh, I walked out. I got. I made a profit that night. Oh, that's good. And then then you probably spent it on some good food, right? Oh yeah, good food, some beer at the nightclub upstairs. Cause we all went up there too. Nice. But then here's some sad follow up to that. So. Years later, I end up at another casino, Delaware Park, local one. They said, I remember you. You're the one who doesn't know any any protocol of the craps table. Let's be honest. If that actually happened, that would truly be a story. (laughs) I'd be a legend. Um, In this case, though, I lost some money playing slot machines and stuff there. So I proceed to go about my usual method. No fours at the craps table. All right. The guy that I was with at the time, however... Was like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Why would you do that? Because it was like it worked. Is this a guy, a guy you went there with, or a guy you just ran into? One of the guys I went there with. Okay, so he was like, "That's a dumb idea." Yeah, he's like, "This is a stupid idea." No, Dave, you're wasting your time. Whatever. So he's like ragging on me for it. Eventually, like, fine, fine, whatever. I'll, I'll try. What, do you, what would you suggest, genius? So he suggested doing a different type of bet. The last of the money I had, placed that bet. Short enough, lost it. Oh man! And he goes, "Well, yeah, well, you still were doing <laughs> dumb things with no force. Like I would have been better chance doing that to deal with you. Like, and it became like an office joke up until the time we stopped hanging out. But like, um, just like, eh, psh, him and this guy, he wanted to bet no force. He would act tell other people as if my no well, force bet is what lost did, me the money. Did you stick it out and make the money back? Oh no, I had no more money to bet. Oh, was that was like, it. And I wasn't hitting the. Once you start hitting the eight. TM, you're in trouble. So I was like, no, nah, I got to go. Okay. No, that's good. That's good. But, uh, but yeah, just every party we went to at that point, any hangout, it's, oh, put up this dumb thing at the casino where he's betting no force. <laughs> like, I was doing fine until I listened to you, but no one wants to hear that part. <laughs> that's amazing. You know, so. I can't believe I never heard this story. I'm sure it's not that old either. No, it's a couple years ago. A couple years ago, yeah. I just I have stories out the wazoo to tell, man. Just a matter of when they come up. Yeah, just 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 bubbling them up to the surface mm-hmm. with alcohol or tea in this case. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol you, is later. Hit you with the Earl Grey. All right, what is your next track? 
My next track, I'm going to keep it at the classic level, also at the level of games where I've played little to none of. And this track is from a game called Casino Kid. Oh, yeah. It's for the NES, right? That is correcto. And the track is from is the game Blackjack. And the composer is Toshio Murai. You'd better because you're in the game of Blackjack in the game Casino Kid and the composer is Toshio Murai. This is a game that I've always wanted to play but never made the time for it on emulator and never owned the actual cart. You actually you actually play the the games on this one, right? No, very little. Oh, this one, yeah. But it's like a strange. So from what I understand, it is a casino RPG. Like, similar idea oh, yeah, of, I guess, yeah, you're trying yeah. to win out the casino. I think I have heard of this one. But there's actually, like, you know, characters you deal with, and I guess you may even have, like, rivals of different games that you want to take down. But uh, I know there's an actual boss in the game. But uh, <laughs> Casino Kid. And Casino Kid, yeah. So, they let a child in the casino. Well, man, he's, a, he's just that good. Or they just call you the Casino Kid. Maybe he could. Maybe it's just the casino kid. Like he's like like Billy the Kid. Like Billy the Kid wasn't actually like twelve years old. Yeah, so uh, this this sound, the song sounds like it's uh, composed by the Casio Kid. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, one. I was actually kind of picturing like a weird like keyboard slide, even though I know like it, even with this key sounds coming out of it, but I could see the guy like bring in there. But um, yeah, honestly, I was like looking through, and I was like, when we came up with the idea of this topic, Casino Kid immediately popped to mind. I was like, I gotta listen to the music for Casino Kid, and hopefully one of the tracks stands out enough for me to choose it. And actually, this one actually did, so I have no regrets whatsoever. Uh. What do you think of this track, though, in general? I like it. I think it's a weird loop. Like, I can't follow the rhythm, which is really strange. So there's no there's no rhythm track. There's no drums on it, which is interesting. And but I do I don't I don't like the way it resolves at the end. But I like the, the first little lick right here. I think that's really cool. Yeah, because right now it's like it's like nice like geese. You feel like the old bump half of the band's going like, and they look over at you and they're like, it's like having a seizure on the keyboard, like tearing it up. Like who let animal on the keyboards? A genius. That's who let him on the keyboard. A musical genius. But this was my tune for this one. I like it. I'm glad. I'm happy that we got an NES track on the show. Thank you. I think we haven't had enough NES music on on the show lately. Sounds like we'll have to do a, a console genre focus then yeah, maybe. down the lines well, to zero some, in. Had some ideas, but um, maybe uh, actually I have a few on some other topics that I think we might get back to. Um, so my next track is um, all right. I'm going to go with this one here. Again, this is this is a game I, I have not uh, played. This is called Vegas Stakes for the Super Nintendo, and this is composed by Kimitaka Matsumei. And this track is called the 2020 Casino. So it's like it's supposed to be futuristic. Oh, man. Yeah, not like I see the future casino, like 2020 vision. Run out, of, run out of money at the table and you get just decimated by a laser. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, sir. We have to ask you to leave in the teleporter, like <laughs> transport you out. Truly high stakes. Get jettisoned out from the space. Uh, all robot dealers. <laughs> that ensures the lack of cheating by the player, but all cheating for the staff. <laughs>
This is the 2020 Casino from the game Vegas Stakes for the Super Nintendo. Mm. I'm so glad you chose this because I've, yeah. I've been doing like the worm to this thing probably like, well, this uh, the best worm you can do while sitting in a chair upright. <laughs> but I've been doing the worm to this. Yeah, this, this is one of my favorite finds of the, uh, of um, you know, looking for tracks for this episode. This is so cool. It sounds like, it sounds like early 90s, maybe late 80s industrial like music, like Front 242. You hear them? No, kind of a lot like that, or maybe, maybe even, even maybe like really early '90s, like really early stuff uh, from Skinny Puppy. Well, that already makes it sound like a good sell to mm-hmm. me, more so mm-hmm. on the Skinny Puppy, because I know mm-hmm. I've heard you mention them years ago. Yeah, I used to be really big into like the super dark electronic industrial stuff. Is that what Square Pusher would have been classified as too? No, nah, he's more like. I mean, some people, I would say he's like jungle drum and bass stuff, but he's. I think he's just. I think he's just electronic music. He's his own thing. Yeah, because he, he has some weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, some of the stuff is definitely, like, sounds drum and bassy. Some of the stuff sounds very experimental. I like this. This sounds like really weird weird experimental. If you're listening to this with headphones or in the car, you're, you're getting some crazy stereo effect right now. I'm just trying to picture what kind of casino this is, because... There's, there must be some weird stuff going on there to be playing tunes like this. Yeah, so all, all the tracks are for, like, different casinos. Okay. So I'm, I'm imagining, like, this music plays when you're playing the different games at each casino, like at this casino, and then there's like, music at a different one. Okay, um, so this is a futuristic casino, so they're probably serving battery oil and glasses. You, um, you just drink battery acid. That's what they do in the future. In the future, oh, my gosh. Because water is at an all-time low, you know. But our, thankfully, our intestinal walls have evolved to be able to handle battery acid. In the year 2020. <laughs> can you believe it? What's gonna, can you imagine what the future is going to be like? Yeah, he's kind of, <laughs> as he makes me think, like, that is always kind of funny. All those old animated stuff, like the year 2014, the angels have attacked. And humanity's making this last day. It's like, man, it's 2017, and we're looking for an alien attack to liven things up a bit. But uh, nah, it's... I do always enjoy that kind of thing. The casinos of the future. A casino table, a poker table for you, Mrs. and the mother-in-law. <laughs> oh, that was like um, a house of the future from like the old Looney Tunes. Yeah. Oh, I caught that. That's awesome. I used to love those. Oh, I love that. So it was a, the push button home. That was my, that's just one of my favorite Looney Tunes. Yeah. Like the moms was like, you know, like beauty supplies and yeah, like makeup yeah. and the dads was like aspirin <laughs> and then the, mo- the mother-in-laws was bottles of pills and poison. I oh love my that. god, yeah. Why do the dishes when you push a button? It will do it for you. And a bunch of hands come out and like smash all the dishes and then like sweep everything away. It's <laughs> like, it goes, wah, wah. <laughs> Those were the. Now I gotta find one. I haven't seen one in years, but they had to be out there somewhere. Maybe on the tube you've even. Oh, I know, I know what this track reminds me of now. What? And if anyone knows it, also, I'm giving you a high five over the internet right now. It sounds like Mantronic. See, yeah, they, they deserve a high five. I have no clue who yeah, that yeah, is either. Yeah. Mantronic, um, two turntables and a microphone. Is that who wrote that? That was the original. See, I do know that. Yeah, because you know that from the Beck song. Yeah, but now, there's actually, like, I think it's been sampled in a number of other songs. Oh, I'm sure it has, yeah. Word, yeah, but that was these guys. Two turntables and a microphone. Well, yeah, they probably said, yeah, but these were the guys, man. Man, do you Dave Mantronic. Oh, 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 oh. A cool, like, late 80s. Breakbeat, uh, breakdance music. <laughs> I have a lot of that stuff. You'll have to work this into your bonus beats episode sometimes. Like a That'd like be a good a idea, yeah. Next cut. It'd be like the, the, the breakdance video game music cut. There you go. You can record me on the lawn, like try to do a head spin, and then we'll be on a three-week hiatus as I'm in the hospital. All right. What is this? Around or, you're on the third track, right? Umo Thrace. All right, what you got? Um, since we are vetoing the next Mario... Hi. Mario, you're out. Get out of here. Oh, mama mia. <laughs> what am I going to do with the rest of my nights? Spend the coins. <laughs> I bought at the casino, clearly. This track instead will come from a wonderful game that I have played to death and yet not beaten. Oh. That game is Nino Cooney, Wrath of the White Witch. And the track is called Casino of the Day. <laughs> and is composed by Akihiro Hino. Thank you. 
Welcome back. <laughs> Hope you just enjoyed that dapper tune. That tune being Casino mm. of the Day. Of the Day. <laughs> ah, it's not <laughs> Halloween, but I'm going with it. For now. <laughs> I know we're dead, but that's a place to blackjack anyway. <laughs> that's pretty much the vibe I got. But from I this heard game. you don't like to follow the rules of the casino. <laughs> <laughs> that's what got me here in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be double dead. <laughs> Starry Mark Summers. Uh, <laughs> Double Devin. Oh, that's good. But uh, this track, it's it's a great track, and it's very fitting of the game that it comes from, being Nino Kuni. All the music kind of has a similar sound to this. It almost uh, makes you think it would have been in Dragon Quest, but nope, it's League of Assembly. Yeah, it sounds... Yeah, the second half of this track, I, I thought it sounded a lot like the old uh, the old cartoon show, The Critic, and the soundtrack to that show was done by Hans Zimmer. So it's got that kind of kind of fun, kind of walking. You never know; they could have both quested at the same music academy. Oh, it opens with that kind of like drunk, like trumpet. <laughs> Everybody up here will throw the dice. <laughs> My wife kicked me out, and I want to gamble. <laughs> I can't go anywhere else. So how about you, bunch of dead people? <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. Like they're like, does this guy realize that we're a bunch of skeletons hanging out in a casino? The guy's like just so drunk. He's like, whatever. Which I think kind of brought a good laugh to me. Like the, the world of Nino Kuni is very whimsical, filled with magic creatures mm-hmm. and people. Well, just just a wonderful, wonderful game. Now, I've seen the, I've seen some screenshots. I haven't actually played this. So is was this produced by Studio Ghibli or just done in a Studio Ghibli style? I think I believe that the actual studio did all the artwork for it. Cool. And also maybe wrote the story as well. And I think Level Five just put it together for. Oh me. man! So I saw this is on uh, PlayStation Now on the play or PlayStation Network. Whatever. I think I can play this now. <laughs> so it's I, a great game. Yeah, I, I think should you'd do like it. it. So why haven't you finished it? Just haven't gotten back to it, or is it, is it difficult? No, it's actually one of the easiest games I've ever played. It's just, yeah, it's a matter of having gotten back to it because it's a pretty big game. Okay. And if you're a collector, uh, me, um, there's a lot to acquire, both yeah. monsters and items. And okay. there's an alchemy system, too, which just lends to the collect-a-thon. Um, but in typical Purnell fashion, there was a period where I was obsessed with the game, enjoyed the boss battles, and enjoyed trying to get every type of monster. And then <laughs> out of nowhere, I just stopped. Don't know why, don't know how, and I didn't go back. Um but I need to actually remedy that because I would like to finish this along with Digimon Digital Storm Cyber Sleuth. Um, but yeah, but the idea I had about this place in general seemed especially weird is two things. One, typical RPGs have casinos in typical places like a township or like the like a big casino like the Gold Saucer. Yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot of RPGs have like like a, a casino area. Like you spent all this time earning this money in the game, just you know why not, why not have some fun with it? But in this game. The casino is inside of a dungeon. Like it's um it's like a, a mountain a mountain path that's haunted. So you have to fight your way to it. Yeah, you have to actually fight your way up, though I think it's pretty early on the path, so you could very well get to a point where like you just don't have to fight and you'll get there before a monster attacks you. But yes, yeah, in the dungeon. And I also laugh at the idea that it's populated by dead people. Like, <laughs> what are they doing in there? What, what are they earning the money for? Does it cost a lot to live in hell or in the afterlife or wherever it is they're I mean, coming from? You can't tell me what the afterlife is. Maybe that's what maybe that's what it is for some people. Right? Gambling, like it's a party. Well, the party I get, but you don't need to gamble to party. Usually, gambling involves some kind of stakes, money, yeah. your soul. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that BMX bike you always wanted, but. Yeah, that's true. Actually, um, a couple of years ago, uh, two, two or three years ago, um, um, uh, so a friend of ours, um, another couple friend of ours, they wanted to uh, renew their wedding vows in Las Vegas. So, oh, sweet. Yeah, so we, uh, we all flew together. Um, we got a couple of hotel rooms. We went to uh, Las Vegas, and we, it was fun. I, I had an amazing time. And I, I, and I don't gamble. I have never gambled, and I did not gamble in Las Vegas. Now, did the groom bet his holy matrimony on one all-or-nothing game of poker? No, no, we did not play any games. Although um, it was important, it wasn't important, but it was part of the experience was to have an Elvis impersonator do the whole thing, do the whole ceremony. Oh. And let me tell you, if 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 you're thinking about getting married, or if or doing something similar like this, if you are married, or any, go to an Elvis impersonator in Vegas because it was so much fun. Like, that that guy was just... He was on it. Like, he didn't look anything like Elvis, but he sounded like him, and he was dancing the entire time. 
Oh, it was so fun. And if he didn't reference Honka Honka Burning Love throughout the entirety of it, <laughs> I'd be ashamed. Oh, he, he, he sang like so many songs. Like, And there was like a video of the whole thing. It was great. It was so great. <laughs> now, we did go into a casino for um, to watch a Cirque du Soleil. We got tickets for it, and then we got lost on the way out. Because every room like looked the same, and you get lost, and it was crazy. Were you escorted out by a mysterious yet possibly dead bellhop? No. Gave you directions? <laughs> he was like, come follow me. I'll show you the way. What is your deal, Yo, man? You'll have the time of your life, all right. <laughs> did, did your leg just fall off, sir? No, no, no. Now, they have this weird thing where like you spend money on a, um, it was like an electronic belt that you wear and then to play the game you would like pull this like wire out from it like a retractable thing from the belt and you would swipe it on the machine to play like whatever oh so you wouldn't thing. lose your card yeah but it was like attached I guess I'm assuming it's like attached to an account with the with the casino or with your bank which just sounds super dangerous and it's also something for them to grab you by if you tried to run away yeah I think so yeah or maybe you spent extra money on it I don't know the whole thing looked confusing and I was like I'm not gonna do this <laughs> one it looked like way too involved and I did not care enough <laughs> That's part of the fun to me. But then again, I'm saying that now. When I'm, when I'm sleeping under a bridge drinking gutter water, that's another story. It, w- it was overwhelming. And I was like, this isn't for me. But the, everything else was the shows, the food, um, the Hoover Dam. That was super cool. All constantly. That's, that's Vegas, baby, in a nutshell. Right? Yeah, that was that was Vegas for us. <laughs> Someday I'll get out there. Yeah. I keep wanting to just to see the lights. So. Eventually. It is bright. It is bright. I, I think it's, it's, it's you know... It's just for that hit, you know. It's for, yeah, it's a little sad, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool. All right, we are going to turn this track down. And we're going to have the bonus round. Bonus round! The bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes based on today's theme. And today is no different. Our theme is the Lucky Sevens. Actually, what are we going to call it? Just, just, just gambling or... 777. Seven, seven. Just 777? Seven, seven, seven. Yes. Even though this is 7-8? Yep. Hey, Mother Nature <laughs> screwed us, but we're not going to let Mother Nature get, the, get away with it. So we're sticking with the plan. I, I like how you're still blaming Mother Nature. It's for her me. fault. <laughs> she did it. We had a plan, and then the snow was like, yo, bro, you won't be going That's anywhere. always like her screwing things up for me. It's always getting in the way. Always. She can never find her purse. <laughs> always... And when she does find her place, she spills all of her snow everywhere and just whatever. She, but then sometimes she makes it up to us with a nice sunny day. <laughs> I can't. I can't stay mad. Oh, you can't stay mad. Nature. It's only you know. It's springtime's coming along. Mm-hmm. Anyway, some fun uh, weather talk here. The little weatherman Pernell. <laughs> partly partly sunny skies with a chance of oh yeah. So up in the uh, the northeastern part of the of the town, we have Mother Nature again screwing things up. <laughs> Honestly, that would be my entire shtick if I was a mother man. A mother I'm man. <laughs> talking talk about talking about Mother Nature like a person. Uh, she gave me a call yesterday. She didn't seem too happy about the fact that I trash talked her last night. So you got ten <laughs> inches of snow coming your way. Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos, but. uh <laughs> This is a bunch of nonsensical gibberish that would keep me keep me employed. You know, that's the goal. And I, for one, uh, <laughs> I, for one, had nothing to do with it. Oh man. Anyway, so I, I had to pick this one. Um, this is the uh, Golden Saucer from Final Fantasy VII. Ooh, nice. And this is from the Piano Collection um, album that uh, SquareSoft released. Mm. And so this is just the Piano Collections from Final Fantasy VII, the Golden Saucer.
Bonk. <laughs> that was uh, the Golden Saucer from the game Final Fantasy VII, originally composed by Nobuo Uematsu. And this was from the Piano Collections album that they Squaresoft put out. Now that right there was some champion, champion tunage filled with class and dignity, like Brian Pitt. <laughs> like Brian Pitt. Yes. I actually picture him listening to this track right now. Well, when he listens to the show. And actually just kind of taking it all in going, man, it's like these guys know me in some <laughs> odd way because this track is all about me. Well, if it's not, then I guess, man, I had you all wrong, dude. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, Pernell will keep you in his thoughts throughout the rest of the week. We'll see. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I can't promise anything, though. I, 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 once I discovered the, the, uh, the, that Piano Collections album, it was just like, I just, it's so good. So if you're out there, like, look it up on YouTube. I think you can download um, and purchase it through iTunes as well. It's just, it's all fantastic stuff. It's all arranged beautifully like that last track. So, Pernell, what did you find? Nothing. Well, that's the end of the show. <laughs> Good night. Well, nothing in the sense that I just I wasn't necessarily prepared, but I just wanted to screw with you a little bit. Um, I actually did a little bit of digging. Originally wanted to do 777 from Poppin' Music because this would have been a perfect episode for it, but then Rob and his infinite wisdom realized that I actually chose that on the Rhythm Games episode, so womp womp. But at least I got to say 777 on the 777 episode. The actual track <laughs> that I'm going to pick on this one is actually a nice one from a game that I am all too familiar with. Mm. That game being Gotta Catch a Few Pokemon. <laughs> Gotta catch as many as you can before <laughs> 12 because I get tired. <laughs> and the game in general that this track is from is from Pokemon Gold and Silver, which was also one of my favorite ones in all of the series history. Um, this track is the Johto Game Corner Remix and is by a talented artist by the name of Glitch X City. Or is that Glitch Cross City? Either way, We're she's awesome. Glitch X City. Let's go with Glitch X City. Johto Game Corner Remix. I hope you dig it. Better dig it. I think you'll like it.
So, I hope I was correct about that, because if I wasn't, I might go home and cry. I would do it. I was digging that track a lot. I'm glad to hear, because the worry was setting in. <laughs> but yeah, we were talking about, as the track was playing, Like favorite, my favorite kinds of remixes are ones that take a very short loop track, but do so much with it over each individual consecutive loop that it can be a five-minute tune. And you yourself, the listener, doesn't even realize it. Yeah, they, they, they take the, maybe the theme or some of the melodies and they kind of expand on it. I think that's why I like a lot of uh, video game tracks remixed. It's because it's, it's like interpretations of mostly like the spirit of the original track, maybe done in a different style. Yeah, like, so this regard, it's not 777, but man, was it good. <laughs> well, for more information on the artists on the bonus round part of the show, go to rhythmandpixels.com, and we'll have links to their SoundClouds, Bandcamps, um, everywhere where you can find the music and support these great artists. Thanks for joining us on our Lucky Sevens episode of Rhythm and Pixels. I hope you all felt as lucky as we did because, man, we lucked into some good tunes. On yeah, this we, show. we lucked out on some great tunes. I, I liked, I liked everything I heard today. I was, I was kind of half expecting kind of like kind of what we have in the background, like every track. But no, it was very eclectic. Yes, and to be honest with you, like. I think, well, my favorite was pretty obvious on my side, but on your side, I was not expecting to dig that futuristic tune as much as I did. That oh, thing that was, was bangers. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, so we got to wrap up. But um, before we go, I want to give a shout out to listener Gareth. Thank you for the kind email. We both really appreciate it. And thank you for the, uh, su- the topic suggestion. Although I think we're going to find that one a little difficult. We're going we're gonna to work on it and then maybe work it in the next few episodes. I like the, yeah, I agree with that because the moment Rob was, he's reading the email out this way and the moment he said that, I was like, yeah, <laughs> that'll be a challenge. But yeah, I'm sure it'll be possible. Just... I think it'll be. I think all of us will be just as equally surprised by what comes out of the woodwork for it. Yeah, actually, our next episode, uh, Pernell, Pernell had a great idea for a topic uh, we just can't pass up, and now's the right time to do it. So check out seven nine coming up is going to be pretty crazy. I look forward to it. Rob's looking forward to it. The ghost is looking forward to it. <laughs> all those dead people in the corner playing poker—they looking forward to it. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, I, I, and it better succeed because I owe them a lot of money. So. Well, if you would like to reach out to us, maybe uh, send us a note, or if you want to have a suggestion for a new topic, please send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And if you would like more information about the show or a full track listing, go to the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. And if you'd like to reach out to us or follow us on Twitter, our handle is at rhythm underscore n underscore pixels, or find us on Facebook or Instagram, or Twitch, or any of those places, at Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. Um, on Facebook, just about every week, not this week, but um, this last week I missed it, but just about every week um, I'm doing like a live mix on Facebook, um, and maybe on Twitch in the future. But just, you know, it's like live uh, bonus beats of, you know, video game tracks, video game remixes, chip tunes, all that good stuff. So if you're an artist, or if you know an artist, Please drop us a line. We'd love to hear some new stuff. And keep your eyes peeled for a certain tall guy who may break dance on the lawn for good luck. Yeah, we're going to do that. I'm going to have the maybe do it outside. That's a great <laughs> idea. We should have like a barbecue and like live cast the barbecue. That could be pretty fun. That would be awesome. All right. So we should get going. Um, yeah, this has been the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. And have a great night. Thank you very much for listening. And remember, yes, it is a odd scenario there as far as like life goes and the idea of wanting to have all your ducks in a row and have everything planned out and lined up just the way you want it in order for you know uh, success to occur and plans, plans to come to fruition. However, as one of the old sayings goes, and I'm probably butchering it, life happens when you don't plan for it. And by that, what I mean to say is take a chance sometimes, roll the dice, Go on an adventure. Experience things as you would not have expected them to be just for the sake of doing it because I can guarantee you, you will be maybe very well surprised by what turns up in the wake. I'm sure Brian Pitt would appreciate that advice. <laughs> and if he doesn't, he'll let me know. I'm sure of that. <laughs> so, but hey, live an adventure. Roll the dice. Make magic happen. And other than that, good night. A very good night.